Welcome to Making the Brand, the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between. Because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. Hey guys, welcome back to the Making the Brand podcast. I'm so happy you're here because I have some exciting announcements to share with you. If you are loving the podcast, you'll probably like my brand new Twitter chat that I've started hosting. It happens on Twitter at 1 p.m. Eastern or 10 a.m. Pacific time. And I basically discuss in real time some of the things that I like to talk about on this podcast, except it's in an open forum where we have two-way communication And I recap some of the pop culture trends for the week and some of the big campaigns and just the marketing lessons behind big pop culture moments. So I hope you'll join me for that. It goes down on Twitter with hashtag popchat. And you can, of course, follow me at Brianne2K on Twitter. Also, I hope you'll take a moment to check out my blog and my website because I just did a whole redesign. I think it has some, <laughs> some pop culture and 90s nostalgic flair to it. So be sure to hop over to briannefleming.com. On my website, you can also find my online course and all that good stuff. Okay, that being said, enough housekeeping stuff. Today, we're going to continue the conversation about pop culture, and I'm going to give you six reasons why you should be using pop culture in your social media strategy. So to dive in, let's go back to one of my favorite eras, of course, the late 90s. So imagine you're surfing Internet Explorer on your dial-up connection, minding your own business as you research fan sites, games, chat rooms, right? All that stuff that we loved back then. Life was good. But you probably remember this. Suddenly, out of nowhere, you're assaulted by a flurry of pop-up ads coming from every corner of your screen, flashing sales and discounts and who knows what in your face. So you try to click the X to close it out, but the ad thinks it's funny and it's going to play a trick on you and it just bounces from each side of your screen as you try to hover over it. I'm so glad those days are over, but I'm afraid history is starting to repeat itself a little bit. In the age of social media, many brands still have trouble adapting to the type of content their audiences expect and actually want. If you think about traditional media like brochures, radio spots, billboards, commercials, brands had one shot to get their message across. Like Eminem says in Lose Yourself, they had one shot, one opportunity Their time, space, and budget was limited with these types of media. So their marketing was straightforward and promotional. Its only goal was to make sure your audience knew about your company, your products, and services. And this is pretty much the complete opposite of how success on social media works. I've said it time and time again. Social media is not the place to plaster your digital flyers. It's a place to be social. Remember, social media started as a place for people to connect with friends and family. 
And if you want your audience to add your brand to their feeds and their social circles that are mixed in with their friends and family, then you have to fit in and be a brand worth following. You won't accomplish this if all of your content is promotional and self-serving. Instead, your audience seeks a brand personality that is entertaining, helpful, and relatable. So if brands shouldn't constantly talk about themselves, what else is there to say? You might be wondering. And that's where pop culture and trending topics come in. If something is trending, that means people are talking about it, we're tagging our friends, we're retweeting to our followers, or contributing original content of our own. But as a brand, you want to pull a chair up at the proverbial dinner party, if you will, that's now playing out on social media. You need to be where the people are. So thanks to social media, brands can join the conversation and share points of view on trending topics on things like music, sports, movies, television, celebrity news, holidays, and cultural moments, viral trends, challenges, memes, all these different things comprise pop culture. And again, all of the all of the topics I just mentioned, brands probably wouldn't waste time discussing movies or sports on traditional media where they were limited in their message. But since social media is an ongoing conversation in real time and it's pretty much free, It creates countless engagement opportunities for brands. I don't advise brands to brush up on pop culture or trending topics just because it's fun. You know, it is fun to chime in with a cheeky meme or remark about celebrity news or contribute to a viral dance challenge, but I recommend this because this approach is one of your strongest marketing strategies. So here are six reasons why you need to be incorporating pop culture into your social media strategy. Number one, it humanizes your brand. You don't want your audience to see you as this rigid company up in their corporate ivory towers counting stacks of cash, right? You want to demonstrate that you have a personality and multiple dimensions. Here's a tweet from Lululemon that lets their audience know that despite being an activewear company, they too enjoy a lazy day like everyone else. So they received a mention from someone on Twitter that said, you ever get out of bed and realize it's just an aligned pant by Lululemon kind of day? And they retweeted it and they said, us, every day. And that's something that people can resonate with, you know, especially being a a company that promotes athletic wear, to hear that they're a brand that, you know, sometimes just wants to roll out of bed and throw on some leggings and maybe not work out, that's reassuring. That's humanizing your brand. Number two is you'll build relationships. You know that feeling when you find out you have something in common with someone and you immediately hit it off? Brands and their potential customers can recreate this spark. If you demonstrate a shared interest in what your audience loves, they'll feel more connected to the brand. Here's a tweet from one of my favorite brands, Publix. On Love Your Pet Day, they made it clear just how much they love pets too. 
And how can you not bond with a brand when they're resharing adorable pet photos? I wish you could see this on the podcast, <laughs> but they reshared these adorable pets and asked people to tweet their own photos of their pets. So it just creates that bond and you're building relationships with your audience. Number three, it challenges you to know your audience better, which is always going to be a benefit. Choosing trending topics to contribute to requires you to understand your customers beyond demographics. You need to know their lifestyle and the TV shows they watch, the movies they like, and the the places that they frequent. An example is from Tarte Cosmetics. They clearly know their audience because every Monday night, you can find their social team live tweeting during The Bachelor. And The Bachelor pretty much has nothing to do with their makeup products, but they know that their audience loves The Bachelor. So if they can insert commentary and just have fun with it, it's really a testament just to how much they know who their target customer is. Number four, your content is more likely to gain traffic. The goal is to quickly capitalize on a trend as it's gaining traction online. So you want to post while the topic is still relevant in order to peak interest at the right time. You've got to strike while the iron is hot, if you will. So one of my favorite authors, Jonah Berger, he is a viral marketing expert. Check out his book, Contagious where he talks about why certain content goes viral or is more successful than other pieces of content. And he says, what top of mind is tip of tongue. So if something is top of mind and it's trending, it creates that mechanic to be more shareable. So there's an example of this blog post that the Today Show posted on Twitter. On National Margarita Day, they shared the recipe for Jennifer Aniston's cleaner, skinnier margarita. So this is a fun post. It's probably fun on any day, but it's going to be particularly popular on National Margarita Day. This is an opportune time to share this. Margaritas are top of mind for people, so they're more likely to click and engage with it. So brands can apply this as well as you look at these cheeky holidays or just anything that's trending. If you have a related piece of content, share it at that moment at the peak level of interest. Number five, you can incorporate a soft sell. I understand that at the end of the day, brands still have business goals, right? We're not here just to tweet all day about TV and sports and and pop. There are business goals that we need to reach. And there are a number of ways to inconspicuously insert your products into pop culture moments. A brand that I think does this really well is OPI, the nail polish brand. For instance, on Instagram, they made a post where they suggested some really fun and festive nail polish colors inspired by Mardi Gras. And they shared it around Mardi Gras. So that, again, has the highest potential of being successful. And lastly, number six, is it fills your content calendar. I know as social media managers, it is a challenge sometimes to come up with new social media content and to consistently publish. And if you include pop culture moments in your strategy, you're going to have a lot more content opportunities. 
So add some variety to your content calendar, include these moments, and it's not uncommon to see brands doing this. Um, For instance, during the Super Bowl, award shows, or any type of historic milestones. A great example is MoonPie, who was doing a lot of tweeting during the 2017 solar eclipse, as well as other snack cakes at the time. And and MoonPie actually went viral for one of their tweets in response to Hostess, um, which definitely looked that up. It was featured on one of the top tweets of the year by Forbes and Mashable and a couple other outlets. So the key here is to stay in the know. There's a lot of potential for brands in pop culture, but if you want to take part in these pop culture trends and really capitalize them, it's imperative that you and your teams are constantly monitoring conversation. Especially a lot of times speed is of the essence and you want to be the first to to jump in on a trend and join that conversation. You don't want to miss your big moment. So invest in social listening tools and be mindful of what's in the news. I think it's it's pretty safe to say that for most social media managers and content creators, our jobs kind of are 24-7. Even if you're not sitting at your desk working on your content, you need to be consuming information and listening to what's going on in the world and keeping that social media hat on and thinking about the opportunities that you could use to leverage that when appropriate. So this approach will bring you closer to your audience than any heavy promotional strategy. And it's a lot more fun. So you know me, I love pop culture and marketing. If you want more episodes like this, if you want to read more about this and see some of the posts that I mentioned on this episode, head to my new website, briannefleming.com. And I'll see you next time. Thank you.